Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com. Woodhill Community Center. Have a hand in the heart of the city. Support their mission with your donations at WoodhillCommunityCenter.org. Toyota in Nicholasville Superstore. Online consultants are standing by right now to help you find your next Toyota. Visit ToyotaOnNicholasville.com. Lexus of Lexington, home of the best-selling Lexus IS. Find yours today at LexusOfLexington.com. Did you know that half of America is single? Hollywood has never produced anything like this before. The Dating Project, a groundbreaking documentary that follows five single people, ages 18 to 40, as they search for authentic and meaningful relationships. There is no script. There are no actors. These are real people trying to find love and happiness in an age of swiping left or right. From Empower Pictures, Paulist Productions, Family Theater Productions, and Pure Flix. You can now own The Dating Project. Save the date by visiting thedatingprojectmovie.com and go a step further and help others in your circle date differently by partnering with Ascension Press. Visit shop.ascensionpress.com to acquire the companion study guide. The Dating Project movie is now available on DVD and digital download on Amazon, iTunes, and Walmart. Please visit thedatingprojectmovie.com for details. Welcome to the Inkscape podcast. The mission of Inkscape and our podcast is to help people discover, embrace, and live to the full their unique personal vocations. In this episode, I talk with Father Boniface Hicks, a Benedictine monk of the St. Vincent Arch Abbey, a Catholic priest, and co-author of Spiritual Direction, A Guide for Sharing the Father's Love. I'm Dr. Joshua Miller. Our guest today, Father Boniface, has a thriving ministry. He is the Director of Spiritual Formation at St. Vincent's Arch Abbey in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. He is also the General Manager, Programming Manager, and an on-air host of We Are One Body, Catholic radio station, WAOB. There's much that we could speak with Father Boniface about today, but we're going to focus conversation on the recent book he co-authored with Father Thomas Acklin, OSB, Spiritual Direction, A Guide for Sharing the Father's Love which Bishop Gregory Monsour, in his foreword to the book, declared to be a classic, which will be seen as one of the best references for spiritual direction. We are privileged to have Father Boniface Hicks on our Inkscape podcast today. Welcome, Father Boniface. Yeah, thanks, Joshua. It's great to talk with you and to share some of these things with the listeners of your podcast and with great admiration for uh, the book that you've also written and I think goes so nicely together with some of the things that we've shared about spiritual direction. So I'm just excited to talk about all of that. And spiritual direction, the way we define it is a one-on-one relationship between a director and a directee. And the primary focus of that relationship is the directee's relationship with God. And so God is a very explicit part of spiritual direction. 
But spiritual direction really unfolds in that one-on-one relationship. And that relationship itself has a way of capturing and uh, developing the directee's relationship with God as well. So it grows out of a a beautiful relationship that sometimes also becomes a a kind of spiritual fatherhood or a spiritual motherhood. Mm -hmm. So it gives a sense of the direct, of the, the depth of the the way that the relationship can develop. Sometimes people have a misconception that spiritual direction is kind of the spiritual guru who sits in his hut and people come asking <laughs> questions and he gives them all the answers or something like that. That couldn't be farther from the truth. So spiritual direction is really a, a relationship that can become very deep and intimate, connected in long term, and it really helps the directee develop a, a deeper relationship with God. Hmm. So I love, Father, how you are seeing spiritual direction and teaching about spiritual direction in the context of an interpersonal relationship between the director and the directee. And I'd like to take that into personal vocation, where if we think of personal vocation as this unique and unrepeatable calling that each one has, that each one's been given to to build up the body of Christ, if we think of personal vocation that way, in a way that encompasses uh, the fundamental call to holiness and our state in life, our profession, and really every aspect of life. So what is the relationship then between spiritual direction and personal vocation as that unique calling to build up the body of Christ? I, I love the way that you have helped to focus on personal vocation in those terms. A lot of times, especially as Catholics, we get so fixated on vocation as priest, religious, married, single, you know, Mm -hmm. to see vocation more uniquely in that sense of how am I called? What is the unique contribution that I am called to make in the body of Christ? And a view that's really been echoed by Pope Francis so beautifully in Gaudete et Exultate, his exhortation on holiness, that each life is a mission. Each life bears a message, a unique message that only I can communicate. So in that sense, it's intimately involved in spiritual direction. A lot of times people will start spiritual direction or in the context of discerning one of those big decisions in life, one of those big commitments about marriage or people who are discerning priesthood or religious life and It'll be noted, well, you should have a spiritual director to help you discern this vocation in that limited sense of vocation. But really what unfolds in spiritual direction is precisely what you're talking about in terms of personal vocation. In the process of unveiling to a spiritual director who is someone that I need to develop a total trust with, really the heart of spiritual direction, as we talk about in our book, is moving into interiority, and that requires a lot of vulnerability Mm -hmm. and the willingness to really open up what's going on in my heart is ultimately helping us both to look at how I'm uniquely made by God. What are the desires that God has placed in my heart? What are the gifts that God has given to me? What are the ways that God has provided me with to communicate that and to develop relationships with others? And all of that starts to help me understand more deeply how uniquely God has made me. Mm. Father, if I hear you correctly, you're saying that sometimes people approach spiritual direction as a means to answer a basic state-in-life question. Should I be married? Should I be a priest? 
And then as they enter into it, they begin to recognize a personal way to holiness in the context of answering the broader question. That's exactly right. Yeah, absolutely. Because in order to answer that question, you know, should I enter this religious order? You know, should I pursue a relationship with this person? Well, I need to understand who you are. (laughs) And actually, it's not so much that I give you the answer to that. Uh, we both begin to see, wow, there's a real love for this person or, or wow, there's a real desire to serve. And you could really develop that in this religious order or, you know, as a priest. So, yeah, starting with those kind of big ticket items, what unfolds is that personal vocation. One of the, the big ticket items in spiritual direction that you write beautifully about, so beautifully about, is listening. And... There's a, several passages that struck me, but, but one on page 76, I just want to briefly read it and have you respond to it, if you would, please. You say, when we listen like God in a manner that penetrates to the interior of the person and makes a person feel heard, understood, and loved, profound healing can take place. Would you talk about the, the criticality of, of deep listening to the unique person in spiritual direction and what that does for the person? Hmm. Wow, thanks. It's nice to hear those words back. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree with that. (laughs) 100%. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's amazing what happens. In order to listen that way, again, it requires the person who's sharing the directee to be pretty vulnerable, Mm -hmm. to, to share what's going on, maybe a deep insecurity, you know. Well, as you as you think about the priesthood, you know, what are things that come to mind? Well, I don't think I could ever do that. And maybe that insecurity emerges. And when a person is able to share some sensitive place in their heart or some place of insecurity, maybe some unique gift, but in the past it's caused them to be alienated. People made fun of them. You know, you're like just a bookworm. Mm-hmm. All you do is stick your head in books all day. Well, that's actually a beautiful gift. So, Father, you've talked about the appreciation for the unique person in spiritual direction and how that can open up and blossom forth. And I'd like to make another connection or ask you to make another connection on that point. You talk in the book about how understanding the personality of the other can really help in spiritual direction. So how does understanding the person's unique design you know, their, their personality, their natural strengths, their patterns of motivation. How does that impact what a spiritual director might do with a person and for a person? It makes the, that listening critical. A spiritual director needs to be careful not to do a kind of questioning or guiding, like looking for a specific answer. But the best kinds of questions to get started with spiritual direction and to keep opening it up are very open-ended questions to really allow the person's uniqueness to unfold in the context of spiritual direction to listen for dimensions of affectivity, how the person feels or interpretation, the way that pers- a person interprets certain events or, or how the person sees God in the context of his or her life. And so the, the spiritual director has to allow that uniqueness to unfold. And that happens in that deep listening. First of all, the spiritual director needs to have an attitude of a real unconditional love and acceptance. And that's so key And then as the spiritual director allows that uniqueness to unfold, what naturally happens is an affection develops so, so beautifully because really the most beautiful part of us is our uniqueness. Mm. Uniqueness emerges from a vulnerability to really let ourselves be seen is so scary because 
then we're also opening ourselves to the possibility of rejection. There's always a risk involved. And when someone's willing to take that risk and share with me what's going on in their hearts, it just is so beautiful. And so being able to appreciate and affirm that and love that person, really, it it becomes the most natural thing for the spiritual director's point of view. And then more than worrying about when I first started spiritual direction, I was more worried about like, oh, how am I going to respond the right way? What what if I say the right the wrong thing or you know? And the reality is, I just need to love the person in front of me. And then, really, what happens is the Holy Spirit becomes very present in that dialogue, hmm. dialogue of deep sharing that's received with listening and a lot of love, and then a lot of truth just sort of emerges from that. And I never have canned advice for spiritual direction. In fact, if I find myself repeating something, I'm always suspicious of that. (laughs) I I always wonder, I ask myself, am I really hearing this person because I'm saying something that I said earlier today or last week or something that I've said before? Well, sometimes there are things that bear, you know, that are worth repeating, (laughs) but I'm always responding uniquely to the person in front of me. So the uniqueness of the person means everything in spiritual direction. Mm. So if I hear you correctly, as you listen deeply to the person, their own uniqueness unfolds, and therefore your response to that person, the kinds of questions that you ask, the kinds of statements that you make, are ordered towards a flourishing of that unique person in front of you. Absolutely. Yeah, no, no question. There's a passage related to this that struck me as so beautiful that I took a picture of it as soon as I read it, and I sent it to my co-author, Luke Burgess, and he agreed that it was just uh, striking. And I just want to read a little bit of it uh, to give our listeners the, the context, and then if you would please just reflect upon it. It's on page 65. You say, in the end, if we allow God's loving action to transform us, we will become uniquely what we were created to be. Every human life is unrepeatably unique. In our insecurity, we fear that we are broken when we are different. The most distinctive parts of us are the most vulnerable. But when we stand before God face to face, we will be completely at home, and the most distinctive parts of us will be the ones that are most like God. Would you just reflect on that for a moment, Father, and how the uniqueness of the person is what really is, in one sense, what makes them most like the Lord and what comes out in spiritual direction when it's done well. You know, it's a, it's an insight of uh, C.S. Lewis and and I think very related to that insight of Pope Francis in Gaudete et Exultate, but C.S. Lewis said, each one of us, God is like this multifaceted jewel and each one of us is an individual facet of that jewel. And part of the journey of our life is to embody that more fully, to grow into that Uh, real revelation of a dimension of God. And then in all of eternity, what we will do over and over is continue to proclaim by our existence that dimension of God. That will be our great joy, is proclaiming that to everyone else and receiving from everyone else their own unique proclamation of a dimension of God. And so I love that image, and I just think that's absolutely on the mark. St. Paul uses the imagery of the body of Christ, and we can think of ourselves as being a a cell in his body. And uh, as we become more uniquely ourselves, we're going to embody more uniquely that aspect of God. 
And then the joy of our life becomes proclaiming it. And I'm just thinking, even as you and I, Joshua, are talking, you've reflected on a particular aspect of God and written about that and with Luke Burgess and the work that you've done with MCOR and the book that you've published. And the Lord has really entrusted you with those gifts. And for myself, growing into this whole experience of spiritual direction and developing a deeper understanding and appreciation of that has been something that wasn't anything I was necessarily planning out in my life. It sort of emerged as I became more myself. That distinctive quality of, uh, of my own life and my heart emerged, and this is a gift that I'm able to offer. Mm. And, so and, spiritual direction is a dimension of who you are, a way that you proclaim the unique word that you are to be to the world, and folded into just a wonderful, wonderful book. Father, many people don't have spiritual directors, but they hunger to have the kind of life where they can uniquely reflect, to build up the body of Christ, the unique word that they are. So a more practical question, what are some basic tips that you can give to our listeners for how they might effectively discern a spiritual director and have that kind of relationship? Well, I'd like to point back to Pope Francis again in his exhortation, The Joy of the Gospel. He says that the entire church must be initiated into the art of accompaniment. And that word accompaniment is one that he uses quite a bit. I'm not even sure that that was English before Pope Francis created it. <laughs> but that concept of accompaniment, I think, is closely related with spiritual direction. Maybe spiritual direction is sort of one degree more expertise or a little bit more rarefied, or I don't know how to, how to say it. But I just want to point out that uh, while everybody might not find a spiritual director per se, I think that the kind of spiritual friendships and the spiritual accompaniment that everybody, he says everybody in the church must be initiated into the art of accompaniment. Uh, we're still growing into that, and I'm seeing a lot more interest in it. I think even interest in spiritual direction has grown exponentially in the last 50 years. It's an ancient art that goes back to the early church, but I think it's really being recovered. So I think we're experiencing a real springtime of that. But in the meantime, there does seem to be more demand than uh, supply when it comes to spiritual direction. But I think in our spiritual friendships, that's a, a way that we can satisfy some of that, to learn that kind of deep listening and to help other people share their story and become more themselves and experience that unconditional love that helps them also experience God. Mm -hmm. So, and then there are places to, I think, starting with your parish priest and asking about spiritual direction is a good starting point. If he's not able to offer it, often he can at least recommend people who are. Spiritual direction is not just a charism of the clergy. There certainly are lay spiritual directors, both married and religious. But anyway, the parish priest is, usually has his finger on the pulse of the, the different kinds of things that are available in, in your area. And so I think it's a good starting point. And then uh, meeting with somebody and seeing, is this a person that I really feel comfortable with? Because we need that kind of vulnerability for spiritual direction. And not everybody's a good match. And so finding somebody who can really receive me and uh, that I can feel comfortable sharing the deepest things in my heart with, that's, uh, that's the key for discerning a good match for spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. An overall message, Father, that you'd like uh, listeners to leave with as we think about this connection between spiritual direction and their growth in embracing their own personal vocation. 
it's obvious from listening to your podcast in general and even this particular episode that we all do have a unique vocation. Pope John Paul talked about it in his Theology of the Body and described it under the term original solitude, that each of us has a unique, unrepeatable, and exclusive relationship with God. That's something amazing. And so everybody has something to share in spiritual direction. (laughs) Everybody has a unique, exclusive, and unrepeatable relationship with God. And coming to understand that more deeply and be more explicit and intentional about that, to treasure that as a unique gift, I really want to say that to kind of dispel some of the lies that tend to prevent us from going deep into prayer or even pursuing spiritual direction or seeing our lives in terms of vocation. I think we're all experiencing at one level or another a temptation from those lies that I'm not anything special, that there's nothing unique about me, that other people could do what I do, that my life isn't that important. I'm not one of those big authors or podcast makers or whatever. I'm just this little guy that is making my way through life. No, everybody has a unique, unrepeatable, exclusive relationship with God. Everybody has a unique personal vocation. And so just the intention to pursue that and to begin in prayer, maybe to open that up and say, Mm -hmm. oh, Lord, what's unique about me? Help me to become more the saint that you've made me to be. Mm -hmm. Father, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for our, our conversation. Thank you for this wonderful book, Spiritual Direction, A Guide for Sharing the Father's Love that you co-wrote with Father Thomas Acklin, also Benedictine priest. Would you just leave us and our listeners with a brief prayer that we can take away with? Absolutely. And and thank you, Joshua, for your interest and for uh, reading our book and for wanting to share it with your listeners and for your great work that uh, I admire so much as well. Oh, you're welcome. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for the unique way that you have made each one of us, your infinite creativity and the beauty that you have placed in each of our souls. Help us to discover it, to uncover it, and to develop it. Give us friends, companions for the journey, spiritual directors, and those who can accompany us to help us grow in our unique personal vocation. And I ask you, Lord, to pour out your grace upon all of our listeners and to bless them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Father. An important step we can take, not just to discern our unique calling more clearly, but to live it more fully, is spiritual direction. Yes, formal spiritual direction is often ideal, but all of us who have formational care for others should learn the key principles we have just discussed especially the kind of deep listening and attentiveness that allows others to experience affirming love essential for them becoming who they are created to be. Thank you for listening to this InScapes podcast. To learn more about InScape, as well as the new book written by your hosts of InScapes, myself and Luke Burgess, Unrepeatable, Cultivating the Unique Calling of Every Person, as well as our workbook, Unrepeatable Life, an eight-week program for discerning personal vocation and personal vocation mentor training, as well as many other resources to support the cultivation of personal vocation, please go to InscapeVocations.com.
Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com, featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith, not just a profile picture. For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com, and the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website is ready to help single Catholics take the next step in sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics. Remember, CatholicSingles.com, for faith, fellowship, and love.